As one of my professors once told me, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. WOMA is the Western Regional Component of the American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine. WOMA podcasts are a benefit for WOMA members to stay current on topics of interest to occupational environmental medicine physicians and health professionals. I'm Cody Jackson. On today's podcast, we will be focusing on an important and crucial piece of medical information that's instrumental in putting the pieces together of our diagnostic puzzles, the HPI. Luckily, our first guest of the show is an expert in forensics. We will take a journey across time and space from the birth of life until the final breath of death and travel coast to coast. We'll ponder our past, live in the moment and rededicate ourselves to the future in this episode of History of Present Interview. Today, we are very fortunate to have the president on our show, the WOMA president, Dr. Scott Krasner. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And to quote one of my mentors, short is good, long is bad, or as Shakespeare would say, Brevity is the soul of wit, so I will be brief. Love it. I love it. There's some great uh, artists there. So, Scott, as I promised our listeners, quite a journey, and I appreciate your time and openness in allowing all of us to get to know you better. Tell me about your rededication platform to woman in particular. Thanks. We have been through a lot this past year. The pandemic has hit everybody. And it just seems like everything was placed on hold uh, to at least get through the pandemic. Uh, Some people have lost their jobs. And with the emergence of uh, our vaccines and getting through the pandemic, I felt that this is a good time that we should rededicate ourselves uh, to WOMA. So what I'd like to have for this goal as president is to first rededicate ourselves to WOMA itself. Uh, we're looking into our bylaws, our budgets, and our processes. Secondly, we'll be rededicating to our members, encouraging participation, interaction, inspiring them, and also uh, interacting with our parent organization, the American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine. And finally, we're going to rededicate ourselves to our annual conference, WAC, Western Occupational Health Conference, which this past year was, uh, had to go virtually. If everything goes well, we will be doing it in person. We're gonna rededicate and make our WAC conference bigger, better, and enjoyable. Wow, what an ambitious plan. Would you say it's a rebirth for WOMA? Well, you could say that. The, uh, that phrase actually came from a comment that I made to my a wife. Uh, having to go through the pandemic this year, I made a side comment as we were all stressed that, boy, I felt like I was giving birth. And my wife said, you have no idea. So with the rededication, you can think of this as a rebirth, rejuvenate ourselves to uh, the mission of uh, the Western Off Med Association. 
Speaking of birth, tell me about your journey into OBGYN. I've lived and traveled across the United States. I was born in Chicago, grew up in Long Beach, California, went to UCLA, so I'm a Bruin. I went to medical school in Milwaukee at Medical College of Wisconsin, where I really got interested in OBGYN. Perhaps it's because the first time I was able to watch a delivery, they made me actually do the delivery itself. The attending physician was uh, late. And man, you talk about a high. That was the best experience that I've ever had. So from there, I uh, uh, applied and went to an OBGYN residency in Baltimore, uh, Maryland. So I've lived all across the country. However, while I was in my uh, OB residency, I realized that at two in the morning, I want to get some sleep and I want to have a family life. So I applied and went through a second residency in occupational medicine in Tucson, Arizona, where I have lived ever since. Wow, that is a lot of moves and a lot of interest. I'd like to give a shout out to the LBC. I uh, was raised in Orange County myself and played a lot of tennis at the Billie Jean King Tennis Center there in Long Beach. And I have a, a quick exhilarating story as well about OB-GYN. As a med student, my first rotation in OB-GYN, my resident was probably about five feet, I think, and I'm 6'3". And since she was a senior resident, you know, the table was all set for her, right? And then I'm, I'm coming in there and she of course is teaching me very well and I'm kind of squat with my legs out wide, you know, bracing for the baby, doing all the right things. And I get so excited, I stand up quickly. And guess what happens? The cord breaks. <laughs> and she, she just scrambles to clamp both sides with, with her hands. And I'll never forget that, it was so funny. <laughs> oh, the memories we have. Yes. <laughs> So to provide a bit of insight to our listeners throughout the interview, I'm gonna throw in some fun questions to get you get to know you better. Does that work? Sounds like a plan. So you gave us a glimpse into your past. I want to know where in time would you go and why? I'd go into the future, perhaps 100 or 200 years from now, because I'm always looking ahead and excited about what lies ahead. We know what the past is, and we have made so many advances in the recent past. Can you imagine what we will do, both society and the field of medicine, 100 years from now? To me, that's exciting. I would agree that it would be very exciting. So I'm gonna continue exploring your past just a little bit more. And like my yoga instructor says, after a good warm up, it's getting juicy. <laughs> Your bio says that you're certified in forensics medicine. How did you get interested in that? An integral part of occupational medicine has to deal with uh, medical legal aspects and causations. So I do get involved with med legal uh, evaluations and trying to determine the underlying uh, causes uh, for that. Um, I feel that I can be effective in trying to uh, establish 
uh, from a medical standpoint. So that is one of my special interests in occupational medicine. Very interesting. Can you take us through your most interesting case? Perhaps one of the most interesting cases is a 48 year old woman who moved to Arizona from uh, California and she gets a job at a golf manufacturing uh, plant here in Arizona. Part of her job is to unclog the spray uh, booth as they spray paint the uh, uh, golf clubs. She then developed a rash over her face and other parts of the body. And she went uh, uh, to the clinics and they uh, treated her as work-related. Obviously she was at work, she developed a rash and was work-related and she was promptly placed off of work. Uh, after an amount of time, uh, I performed a group independent med exa medical exam with another physician. And we realized that when she moved uh, from California to Arizona and established medical care, uh, her doctor placed her on a calcium channel blocker uh, because she has high blood pressure, not getting the old records or no and knowing that she was allergic uh, to that calcium channel blocker. And uh, we looked at the side effects and it's the very same rash. That was interesting because all along, everybody was treating this as work-related, work-related, and we're not helping the patient if we go down a path thinking it's one thing when in reality, it's something else. The moment we realized that it's an allergic reaction to a medication, uh, we were able to get her proper treatment, switch medicines, and the rash completely disappeared. It's a win-win situation. Wow, that, that is very interesting. And, you know, that really does uh, tie into the name of the show, the, uh, the HPI, right? It's very important that you, you get those medical records and the, the history from the patient. Very important. Okay, so these next questions will be what we call rapid fire. So it's the rapid fire portion. And we'll give you just about a minute to answer all of them. Okay, so, so just say the first thing that pops into your head. Does that work? Okay. okay. <laughs> all right, here we go. What's your favorite food? Burritos, no, hands down. <laughs> what scares you? Creepy crawling things, things that crawl over my body uh, that I'm not aware of. Oh, man. I bet there's a lot of that in Arizona, huh? Yes, there is. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite movie? Field of Dreams. Uh, if I could have anything to play catch with my father again, Field of Dreams. Oh, beautiful. What's something you start but have a hard time finishing? Writing. I just don't like to write. Writing articles, I slave over it. And uh, I'm so glad that we have a great team that are good writers. Uh, for example, uh, Woma's uh, guidelines on uh, COVID-19 in the workplace. I'm so grateful, but I have a hard time doing it myself. Yes, I, I would say you're not the only one. <laughs> uh, what do you collect? I collect memories, memories, memories. of my family.
Those were phenomenal answers. Very great. Thank you. Okay, so how exciting is it that Walk will be in your home state this year? Oh, it's uh, uh, very exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I can't remember, was that part of the platform you were running on or was it part of the, the terms and conditions of your presidency? No, it's ascending the uh, uh, ranks going up to eventually becoming uh, uh, president. It really has nothing to do with uh, uh, where WAC is. But I do have to say that as president, I do have discretion in terms of guiding the board of directors as to where the next uh, walk can be and uh, helping to choose a chair. So I thought it was about time that we show off uh, Arizona. Perfect, I would agree. So walk 2021 will, our fingers are crossed, be held in person in Phoenix, Arizona from September 29th to October 2nd. The theme is a time for renewal rejuvenation and rising above. Scott, what does renewal mean to you? Tell me about how it relates to you and how it relates to walk. Well, after going through this past year with the pandemic, everybody's stress. Some people have to work from home. Others have lost their, their job. And I'm not going to say that it felt like I was giving birth again, but I feel like it's, we are, like the legendary Phoenix, rising out of the ashes uh, from the pandemic with renewed fervor, rejuvenation, freshness uh, to rededicate ourselves. So that's what uh, renewal means to me, that we get a fresh start, an excited uh, start. Thank you so much, Scott. It's been great fun getting to know where you came from and how you arrived at your present. To set us up for the next episode, what's something that you believed for a long time to be true and then decided you've, you've been wrong? Well, I have to tell you, those of us in the medical profession were scientists and we learned that scientific knowledge and truth is the most important thing. And I would get very upset and frustrated uh, when there's legal action or I go to court to testify and the courts make decisions not based on scientific uh, truth. And then I had a friend of mine who is an attorney once told me, Scott, it's really not about the truth. It's about conflict resolution. And at that point in time, I realized that I can still give the scientific uh, truth but I have to accept the court's decision of how they choose to resolve that conflict. Very wise words. I, I learned that lesson as well. It's a hard pill to swallow in our field. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure getting to know your HPI. On the next installment of HPI, we'll explore what Dr. Krasner is up to nowadays. Until then, stay safe. Stay healthy. Thank you.